and welcome to this week's Wonder Podcast. Today we have another really exciting podcast and we're talking about Cradle Mountain in Tasmania, which is really exciting because Tasmania, as we talked about on the episode where we talked a little bit about Fresenyet National Park, Tasmania is one of my favorite places and I'm really excited to talk a little bit about Cradle Mountain today. Before that, though, a bit of an update. So we are in the full swing of getting back post-holiday, and it has been really busy and wild couple of weeks. It's been really great getting back into the podcast. It was something that I really missed a lot when we were off, and so that's been really great to, to get back and also get a little bit back into the skill learning part of what it means to have a podcast. And so When I say that, I have been working recently on trying to learn some new skills so that I can make interesting videos and and content online that pull from the podcast. So this week was really exciting. Hopefully some of you maybe have seen the Vietro Sumar episode. We have a most recent TikTok and Reel uh, where we were finally able to pull the audio from the podcast and put it into an on a video and then make a reel with it, which is really great because then that means we can have different clips of the podcast out there and hopefully that will help other people find us who enjoy traveling and want to hear about all the really cool spots that we talk about. So really exciting to be developing more on that front. And outside of that, we have officially wrapped up November and we are actually October. It's not November yet, although it does feel like, I don't know if anyone else can relate, but when we get to the end of the year, and especially when we're at work and we're talking about plans, it feels like it could already be January, but it's still only November. So it goes really quickly at the end of the year. But outside of that and time flying by incredibly fast, we've wrapped up October and are just a few days into November. And looking towards the end of the year, we're currently working on plans for our New York trip, which is really exciting. That one is going to be really fun and making progress on getting things booked in for that. Interestingly, we found again, there are already some, when we were looking in October, there are already some restaurants that had full reservations and whatnot for December, all of December actually. So it's a really good reminder to get things booked in quickly and early and and make sure not to leave it to the last minute. But that's coming along swimmingly. And personally, I just successfully received my certification as a Pilates teacher, which is really exciting. So I'm officially certified. It was very difficult and challenging to manage both the podcast and studying for Pilates at the same time. And I am really happy that at least one of my two side passions is wrapped up, at least in terms of the studying part. Although while I am certified, I'm, I'm nowhere near the five out of five star teacher uh, that, that I want to be, but we're starting with just being certified right now, which is really exciting. So that's been going on outside of work. And I think that we are really in a good position to have an awesome November. I'm talking to a couple people about being guests on the episode in November, December. So we should have some new voices coming up soon. And we'll have some familiar faces as well as we work through some of our 
Europe trip from September, but it's going to be a really great end of the year and even more excited for the things that we have planned for next year. So stay tuned. I hope everyone is also having a really strong start to November and looking forward to hopefully some downtime for the holidays, even though we know the holidays is not always equating to downtime. Um, They can be quite busy, but I think the other thing I wanted to mention is some of the things that I've been enjoying recently. There's one podcast in particular I wanted to mention as it has brought me many laughs recently. And so if you're looking for a very serious, factual podcast, the podcast I'm going to recommend is probably not for you, but it's a bit of like pop culture, jokes, comedy, and just laughing. And it's called Giggly Squad. And it's with Hannah Burner and Paige DeSorbo. And it has been bringing me a lot of joy recently, a bit of a lighter relief from everything that's been going on. And so it's been a very fun podcast to listen to that keeps it light, keeps it breezy, and just guarantees that you'll have a bit of a laugh. So if you're looking for a bit of a silly podcast, definitely check that one out. With that, I think that we'll go ahead and get started and we'll jump into the conversation today on Cradle Mountain. It's just myself today, which feels a little bit strange because it hasn't been just me for many weeks at this point. So even at first I was like, oh my gosh, I it's just me. <laughs> I'm on my own again. And uh, and then so I hope that that you guys enjoy that. I really do actually enjoy podcasting on my own. I like talking to you all about these experiences because they're also experiences that I have had and that I really enjoyed. And and so it's very fun for me to come in here and talk to you all about them, just specifically from my point of view. But that being said, I also got a little bit used to having guests on. So now I really, when I listen to podcasts that you have guests sometimes, and then our solo podcast sometimes, I can really very much think one of them I listened to recently, they're like, oh my gosh, it's been so long since we've been just one-on-one on like a solo episode. And I can really relate. It's been a while since we had a solo episode with myself on this podcast, but here we are and better than ever coming into the month with a lot of energy and excitement and also really excited to talk about Cradle Mountain because it is almost the, let's see, It's almost the three-year anniversary of my first visit to Cradle Mountain. The first time that I visited was in December of 2020. And I don't think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but or in the last podcast on Tasmania. But when I first went to Tasmania, I went to Tasmania and I was on the last flight with a friend. And we were on the last flight before Tasmania shut its borders to New South Wales for another round of lockdowns. And so we just barely got in and we were able to really enjoy Christmas while much of Sydney was in lockdown. So we got really lucky with that and we were able to have such a great time. We only spent a couple of days with me and this friend and then I did the rest on my own actually. And it was so much fun. And one of the first places that we went was Cradle Mountain. And then I had gone back to Cradle Mountain in June of 2021. So just about six months later. So I had seen Cradle Mountain in the summer and I had seen Cradle Mountain in the winter. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about it today because I really love Tasmania. 
And I was just talking to a friend the other day about Tasmania and their recovery post COVID. And the other day I was reading on the Australian Bureau of Tourism Statistics that Tasmania has really struggled to recover to its 2019 pre-pandemic levels. And so the international tourists aren't really coming back in the way and into the demand that they had pre-pandemic. So Tasmania's struggled a bit there, but it's such a great place. I can see, you know, it is, of course, it's an island. It's a couple hour flight from Sydney or Melbourne and, you know, even further the Gold Coast and um, and Queensland, but it's worth it. And it's such a great refresher and reset. I mentioned in the Fresenia episode that when you come down to Tasmania, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's really crisp air. It's really clean. You have so much space. There's not that many people. And you just can't really describe it other any other way than a breath of fresh air. And Cradle Mountain, for me, when I first went there, really felt like that, especially because there aren't so many mountains in Australia that are the size of really anything comparable to Montana or Colorado, where I had moved from. And Montana, of course, where I'm from. So there is this sense of home when I visited Cradle Mountain. It's, you know, they're bigger mountains than really anything in in Sydney in the same way. And it's kind of difficult. I think when I describe that, I mean, you have these mountains and you have these hikes and they're bigger than you can hike up them. Whereas Sydney has the blue mountains and it's a lot of peaks and troughs, but it when you look at it, it looks flat. It's elevated, but it looks flat. So it looks a little bit different. So it doesn't strike the same sentiment, I don't think for me specifically, but Cradle Mountain really did. And I love that about Cradle Mountain. When I first went, it was summer. And I think that it was our second stop on the trip that we went. And so to get started, Cradle Mountain is just west of Launceston, and that is Northwest Tasmania, uh, in the Central Highlands. Or Launceston is actually North Tasmania, and then Cradle Mountains is Northwest. And it's about an hour 45 at Launceston. So if you are wanting to go specifically to Cradle Mountain, you could easily drive there from Launceston after a flight, uh, or it's about four hours northwest of Hobart. If you fly into Hobart, there are more flights into Hobart, and it's very similarly easy to get in a car and drive straight up. But you can also do a lot of other stops. And that's what we did. We stopped at another destination about two hours up uh, in between in the middle of the state. And then we went to Cradle Mountain, which worked perfectly for us. But if you're looking for a little bit of a quicker trip, you can drive straight from Launceston uh, and it'll only take you half the time. And so when we went there the first time, we had booked a, basically we had booked rented out this house and the house was 30 to 40 minute drive from Cradle Mountain. But this is one thing to know on the map, it looked really close. So while it looked really close, the roads are incredibly windy. And so the drive takes longer. You will see these these locals fly down these roads, but they're really windy. If you get car sick, definitely bring some car sickness tablets or some motion sickness tablets because the speed limit is pretty fast and the roads are incredibly windy. And 
So it took us about 30 minutes to get to Cradle Mountain. And that was fine for us. We, we definitely had planned for that. So it was no problem. But I would say if you were looking to get there and maybe spend less time in transit, but stay closer, we'll get into that in, in a couple of minutes. But we went there and this is the one thing that I was, we were a bit really confused at at the start. So if you're driving there, you drive and you park and then you actually take a shuttle into the park and you don't really have to know what hike you want to do beforehand unless you're planning on doing the overland hike, which is a multi-day hike, but you can easily go and really it can drop you off actually at a couple different spots in the park. Um, so you can look at that kind of right before you go. I would suggest going straight to the Dove Lake circuit uh, and straight to that area where then you can actually take a number of different hikes from that post. It's the very last stop as well. So you take the shuttle all the way in. Um, and then on your way back, actually, if you do a shorter hike, you can stop off on different walks and, and whatnot. And there's different things to see uh, along this main shuttle route. But if you go straight into the park and you get off at Dove Lake, it's one of the most picturesque and really stunning views from Cradle Mountain is Dove Lake. And then it has a little bit of a, sh a little shed on the lower right hand side. And then you have the gorgeous mountains behind and really stunning. It's also often very rainy and, and wet. I've been twice and it's been rainy uh, and pretty cool both times. You, especially, I mean, one was in winter, that was to be expected, but it wasn't so warm in the summer as well. I definitely had uh, two layers on a long sleeve and then a vest and some leggings that did work perfectly for, you know, end of December, but it got pretty chilly uh, as the day went on and a storm system moved in. And that's one thing to know about this area. Storm systems move in all the time and the weather can change really drastically. So we definitely bring a raincoat, irrespective if it looks sunny or nice, bring a raincoat and come prepared. For the trip, so we brought a number of, yeah, we brought a, a raincoat layer and we brought some snacks and some water and me and my friend weren't really sure what hike we were going to do. The Dove Lake one looked great, but that is only a two to three hour hike. And we had thought that we wanted to maybe do something a little bit closer to four to five. So we actually ended up doing the hike that is Crater Lake, Marion's Lookout, Lake Leela and then Dove Lake Loop. And it's a bit of a mouthful, but basically it stops at, you know, kind of goes through each of these areas. And I loved this hike. This actually was one of my favorite hikes. It has, it's almost as if it has different stages in that you, there was one part where you hike up and you're in this valley of flowers and and grasses and you can't really see anything else. And then you hike up a little bit further and it's all rock and, you know, it's, it's rock and shale and, and there's really no flowers or anything. And then you have these gorgeous lookouts that then get so high up and are completely stunning. And then you keep going to really this other big lookout and it is a really fun hike. And 
it, we like throughout it too, there's all these different little lakes that you, you hike throughout and it's really a full journey as you go through the, the different stops that are on this hike. This hike in particular does connect to the full Crater Lake Loop. And that one actually goes to eight hours. This one was, I think this took us in total, yeah, four and a half hours. And we ended up turning back and just going the same way that we had, we, we came initially because we had really run out of snacks. It was a storm was moving in and we didn't want to get stuck without more food and water and a storm um, if we went further ahead. But you actually can then hike onto the peak of Cradle Mountain. But this one was amazing. I will post the photos and stuff to our socials about this um, and of this. But if you have the time, I think it's definitely an advanced hike and make sure you're wearing the right shoes and, and bringing layers, as I noted a little bit earlier. But it's a really fun one and really gorgeous. You feel very on your own at certain points as well, because there's not as many people. Everyone kind of spaces out. Most people do the Dove Lake circuit and they don't end up going to the more challenging areas, which is which is great. So you get a little bit of less people, less crowds, and you get to focus on connecting with nature, which is amazing. And, and what we all, I think a piece of what we all mean to do when we, we go hiking and whatnot. So Crater Lake, Marion's Lookout, Lake Leela, and Dove Lake Loop are phenomenal. And, and that, again, that's all in one. So basically how you would go is if you left the car park, you started walking down the main path, you'll walk down the main path, it veers right next to the shed. And then there's like a first split there. That first split is where then you would take a right and go to this circuit. And there's maps and stuff as well. And I would definitely recommend taking a map I do feel like there were times when this hike got a little bit confusing and we referenced the map multiple times. I think this is a pretty classic tip if you're hiking in general to always grab a map or take a photo of a map. But this is one that I constantly referenced the map and and there was no part of the day that that was, you know, we were just confident in where we were or whatnot, because sometimes too, the, the track isn't so visible it kind of can disappear at parts and you just want to make sure you're a roundabout in the same same place that you should be. With that, I have also done the Dove Lake Circuit, which is the most common, most popular and biggest attraction in Cradle Mountain. This one is two to three hours. And I will say with the previous one I was talking about, not possible if it is bad weather or it's been really wet because there's parts you have to hike up that would be too challenging if it was really wet. So caution there. With Dove Lake Circuit, you can do it in the pouring rain. Most of it is on a boardwalk. And so it's really easy. It's just around the lake and really fun. Still takes a couple hours and you can kind of stop at some really cool areas to get some photos and some little beaches on the lake, but really stunning and the most by far common one. Uh, this one is also doable at any season. So this one I did in winter. So it was really easy to do it in winter. It does snow at Cradle Lake. So I would be interested to see what it would be like if it had snowed, but it's a really good basic one too, if you're looking for something to do with families. I wouldn't recommend the, the one I had mentioned earlier, 
for families. I didn't really see many families on this hike as well. It was mostly solo travelers and couples and groups of friends that were doing the hike and a little bit slightly more serious hikers, just people that you know came prepared to put in a good four to five hours into a hike. Whereas the Dove Lake Circuit would be really great for families and, and great to add on to any other activities. And you could do Dove Lake Circuit and some other walks in the park within a day. Four other things that are great to do in Cradle Mountain. There are kind of two other things, three other things that I found. Uh, well, one is the most common overland track. This gets a lot of publicity. Overland track is really popular. And this is a multi-day track that people hike on and through the the mountain range here. And it's said to be fun, but really difficult because at any given day, you can experience all season. So it can be really quite challenging. But I have a friend whose sister had done it and, and really enjoyed it in the summer. So they would recommend it. But this is for very experienced hikers. Then we have the Cradle Mountain Summit, which I would really enjoy doing. And this is on my list next time. This one is an eight-hour return at about 12.8 kilometers. And really for advanced hikers as well. But this one allows you to walk to the summit of Cradle Mountain. And then there are a couple different tours that you can also do. I haven't done any of the tours, but these are a couple of options if you're also looking to balance your stay at Cradle Mountain with some tours. One is there's helicopter tours. There are canyoning tours. You can actually go check out the different canyons in within the, the mountain range. And then there's night spotting tours. And this is around Dove Lake. After dark, you can go see the critters within the, the forest you know, eating and running around and whatnot with a guide. But you can't actually go in the park after, I believe, 5 p.m. without a guide. And so you do need to plan accordingly. This isn't somewhere that you could camp or stay all night by any means unless you're doing the overland track. So you would need to go in with a guide to do the night spotting tour um, because they take you in and out. And I will say this is something I had never really seen in the U.S. with the national parks where the national park is all closed off to external vehicles and then they take you in on a shuttle and drop you off. But I actually think that it's a pretty good model because it just funnels all the traffic through one source and then you don't have multiple cars in trashed, you know, all this stuff is just, you know, very contained, which I think is, is actually probably better for the park, which is really cool. So we've got some helicoptering, canyoning and night spotting tours to do. How long would you stay? So I read something online that said, could you do Cradle Mountain in one day? And my response to that is absolutely. So the second trip I did was with another friend and we came to Cradle Mountain. We got there in the evening and we stayed the night. The next day we woke up, hiked, all that stuff. And then that evening, I actually think that we went to our next destination. We were on a really tight, uh, you know, tight time budget. And we were trying to see a lot in a little amount of time. So that's how we did it. And it was great. We walked the Dove Lake Circuit. We got to see it. We stayed right next to the park. And so what I had mentioned earlier about where you stay makes a difference. 
when we were planning this, I had told her it's really important we stay at the park because otherwise we're going to spend time driving back and forth. So if we just go there and we stay at the park, we can have a really easy time getting into the park and then getting out. So there are a number of hotels and spas for really any budget right outside of the park and really convenient to, you can walk to where the shuttles are and then go into the park. So I think that if you're doing anything multi-day, this would be great if you were able to make it happen. That being said, when we had stayed at this other accommodation where we rented the house, we had stayed at this lovely, beautiful house. It was stunning. Had a gorgeous backyard area with a little creek running through it in the back and one that actually has platypuses in it. We didn't see any of the platypuses, but we were told that there were platypuses in it. And that was stunning. It was just a different experience. So I think if you're tight on time and or you have kids and you don't maybe want to drive back and forth and whatnot, definitely staying at the park is great. And you can find anything to fit your budget. But after we decided to stay at the park, we then went into Dove Lake, had a great day, did the the hike around the circuit and then left. So you can see the core, I think, of Cradle Mountain, really just Dove Lake and and the hikes there. You can see that within a day. But that being said, I would have uh, really enjoyed staying two days to maybe do a couple of different hikes. And so if you want to get in more hiking, two days is great. And uh, Discover Tasmania on their website actually has a three-day itinerary too if you want to spend three days. But I think there's a lot else to see. So unless you were specifically going to Cradle Mountain, to see only Cradle Mountain. I think two days is great. Two days, two nights, amazing. And then you can go on to some of the other things around Cradle Mountain that are also really spectacular. With that, I think that you can easily do a really quick trip there and still see a great part of Cradle Mountain and really enjoy it. And if you're interested in hiking, it's a must-see in Tasmania. Tasmania does have other hiking areas uh, that I've been to as well, but this is the main I would say creme de la creme of the hiking in Tasmania. In terms of anything that I would do differently, having been there twice, I think I probably just touched on it, which I would stay two full days because the other trip we had maybe one and a half days too, and would make sure I'm staying in the park. Although keep in mind too, when you are looking for places, I had initially found it difficult to not stay at the park because there isn't that many places around Cradle Mountain. There are a lot of different houses around there, but not so much that are out for being rented. And so that can be difficult. There's not a lot of inventory there. So make sure you do book really early in advance and and make sure you you get your plans made because they will fill up because there's not that many places. In addition to that, I would also recommend a fun experience really close to the park. And that is the Devils at Cradle. And this is a wildlife sanctuary for Tasmanian devils, which are one real. Uh, I was not so sure that they were actually real before I learned about them. And two, they are really interesting. They are these very aggressive and intense little animals that look like I'm trying to think of, it's very hard to describe actually, 
maybe I'll, I'll think I'm that this and come back, but they are small and black and white. And they, what I had learned when we were there is that they have for their size, they have the strongest jaw strength. And so if they ever grab a hold of you or your ankle and they bite down, they could, you know, crush your ankle, which is terrifying. And that's, um, they lock into their prey and just, you know, essentially go at it from there. So they, uh, are at the sanctuary and, uh, as many devils are endangered, there is a disease that has been wiping out populations of them for a couple, I don't know if it's decades, but we learned when we were there that they have a, lo- a really hard time staying alive in the wild, but they are working at repopulating the Tasmanian demos and releasing them into the wild. And they do this at this wildlife sanctuary. And they have some other animals there too, but I would definitely recommend a feeding tour, uh, which is at sunset, really fun. And you get to see them get fed at this at their natural time. And you get to hear their little like, like <laughs> little kind of grunts and growls, which is really sweet. And it's really unique and, and very fun. And so I would definitely stop by and check that out and not miss that if you are going to Cradle Mountain. The only thing that we haven't touched on is where to eat. And I think a general disclaimer, if you are looking for a culinary experience, Cradle Mountain is probably not going to provide that for you. There's not that many places to eat at Cradle Mountain. There are, well, there's one main one the tavern bar and bistro was great. We did eat there and have a drink that that was lovely. Um, and other than that, it's really best if you are staying in a hotel to eat in your hotel, but it's not a really built up place. Like there isn't all these shops and bars and restaurants. And I think about it a little bit like, just like some of these national parks, you can go and there's all this bars, restaurants, gift shops, all this stuff kind of built up there. It's not like that. It's really low key. Everything's spread out. It's really well integrated into the mountain itself. And that's very, very cool. I imagine some of the nicer, more upscale restaurants have really great hotels with food and and really great food and whatnot. Our hotel did have, uh, they had, they had food and it was I remember it being fine. It was good, I think. And they had a bar and whatnot and and there were people in there. So it was easy from that respect, but I wouldn't count on kind of anything more than that. And I would actually say if you have any dietary restrictions or anything of that sort, definitely bring a lot of snacks. Both of these times I've brought a lot of snacks and that's been really helpful, making sure that I'm able to eat and, and whatnot, because there's also not many or really any convenience stores really around the park or anything like that. We didn't actually cross a grocery store for a really long time. And I remember when we were driving to our next destination, it was a while before we actually crossed a side of the road coffee shop to find breakfast and, you know, whatnot on our way to Eastern Tasmania. So, or the East, yeah, the East side of Tasmania. So bring snacks. Um, that's a must. And don't count on too much food uh, being there outside of really what's in your hotel and you'll be sweet. I think for Cradle Mountain, I think that that's really everything. It's such a lovely spot and I hope that you've left with some idea of 
what to expect from Cradle Mountain and what are some great things to do and what the vibe is like. It's really lovely and I can't recommend it enough. Can't wait to show you all some pictures and whatnot on our socials in the coming days. So I think with that, thank you everyone for listening. If you are joining us for the first time, thank you so much. And if you've listened before, thank you again so much for being here and for supporting us. And we really hope that you enjoyed. If you enjoyed our podcast, it would really be great to have a review from you. If you have an extra minute or so, it helps us grow and it helps other people like you find us. And you can also keep up with us on TikTok and Instagram, where you can see more content from some of our trips. So with that, I will say goodbye. Good night. I hope that everyone has a phenomenal day or night wherever you are. And we will be back here next week. Thanks so much.